Welcome to Musings on Marketing. I'm your host, Sabrina DePest, founder of Buffer and Muse, a marketing consulting agency focused on helping people scale their marketing efforts. Tune in each episode for insightful conversations about life behind the scenes of a marketer and how our guests are helping to shape the future of the industry within their organizations. You walk away with insightful tips and takeaways to incorporate into your business and organization. This is Musings on Marketing. Hi, welcome to Musings on Marketing. Today's guest is Stacy Reed, CEO of Stacy Zeal & Co., a marketing consulting agency that provides strategic marketing planning and executive leadership to startups and online service businesses. Stacy, it is a pleasure to have you. Let's get into it. Yeah, thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here for sure. Awesome. So can you tell us a little bit more about you, um, where you grew up, school you went to, and how you got to where you are now? Yeah. So I am born and raised in Baltimore, uh, Maryland. And I went to school, uh, I went to Stevenson University. That's where I graduated from in college here. And um, I I think that one of the things that like, you know, sticks out for my career is I've always been someone who has been very focused on my corporate career, but I've also been a side hustler. So in college, I was doing any internship that I can get my hands on that was related to marketing. When I graduated, I got a job and I was working there. And then I started telling people like, hey, I can help you with your marketing. I can help you, you know, with your social media. I can help you to sell your book. I can help you to do, you know, all these different things. And those kinds of things definitely kind of stick with me because I've always had an entrepreneurial kind of mindset when I move into my career. And I'm always thinking like, what can I learn in this? And then really kind of apply to my business or how can I learn something in corporate and take that and teach it to other people to help them to understand what they need to do marketing-wise to grow their businesses or, or anything like that. And so um, I've done a lot of work with professional services, so legal company, you know, law offices, those kinds of things. I worked in, I did my stint in tech. Um, and really like when I was working in tech, I started to like doing marketing in tech. I started to realize how much I really liked it and how I love how fast paced um, startups are in tech, you know, that kind of tech world is in general. And then I started working at Zappos, which is a very big eight figure annual um, company that is owned by Amazon. And it's all about um, selling shoes, clothes, accessories, all those things online. And it has hundreds of brands. So lots of your favorite brands are, you know, Zappos sells. And my job when I got there was to lead their paid social efforts. So I was running ads on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, Pinterest, you know, um, Snapchat, all of the different social platforms, TikTok. I don't know. I can't remember if I mentioned TikTok or not, but so I've been running ads on all those platforms, had the privilege of being able to have very large budgets, being able to work directly with the platform. So because we were spending a significant amount of money, we had our dedicated reps at Meta and TikTok and Pinterest and all these places. So I really got the privilege to learn directly from the platforms, um, but then also learn by doing because I was actually building the ads with my own two hands. I mean, there was one point that I was pushing out 50 to 70 different campaigns a month, you know, by myself and, you know, managing them and watching them and all that kind of stuff. But really kind of that immersed me into the world of combining organic marketing and especially particularly organic social marketing with paid social marketing and really seeing the impact that you can have when you do take the money that you have in your business and start to invest in, you know, putting your content and your business on a larger stage and getting more people to, to, to see what you can do. 
And so that is really kind of led me to starting my own company. It really kind of like I've been side hustling, as I mentioned, but really kind of taking my business seriously. Um, and like 2020 is when I was like, okay, I really actually do want to start to leave corporate. I really would like to do, you know, my business full time because when I, before I got to Zappos, I remember saying to myself, I want to work with a big brand. Like that's what I want. I wanted to work with a big brand. And then I got to Zappos and got the privilege to work with hundreds of big brands like Crocs, Adidas, Nike, all these big brands. And then when I asked myself again, because I always get these periods in my life when I ask myself what's next or what do I want? And what the only thing that could come to mind of what was next was focusing on my business and doing that full time. And so I've been doing my business, like owning my consulting company. I had definitely a lot of different iterations of what we do, but now we're in a place where we are a consulting company. And so we help startups, we help um, agencies, online businesses primarily really kind of accelerate their growth. And they come to us when they need that strategic marketing planning. They need that high level planning that's, you know, gets them out of the day to day of what should I be posting on Instagram, but really kind of focusing on how do I really like grow my business and accelerate my user base or accelerate my visibility. And so that's what I help people do. I'm a, you know, I, I, do that via Facebook ads. I do that via strategic planning and really kind of being a one-on-one consulting in some of these startups to give them the strategic guidance and the executive leadership that they need to take things to the next level. That is phenomenal. It sounds like you're very, very busy. <laughs> and um, very busy. <laughs> right. Not only just, you know, running your own um your own company, but just the the nature of you know social media um as an example of the fast-paced nature of the changes in, in social media. Um, but I, I just want to um, just step back just a little bit. So when you're at Stevenson, um, can you talk us talk to us about what you majored in and um, what really drove you to focus on paid social and particular um, e-commerce? Yeah. So when I was at Stevenson, I studied business communications. So shout out to the BizCom students out there at Stevenson. Um, and really like I got into that because, so it's interesting, like my whole life, I wanted to be a lawyer for some reason. I don't know where this actually came from, but for my whole life, I wanted to be a lawyer. And then I got to high school. I took a history class and realized I hate history. There is no way that I could get through more history type classes, like law classes and stuff like that. So um, really kind of ended up leaning into something that I also, you know, that I really enjoy, which is speaking and communicating and business and all that kind of stuff. And so, um, really kind of did some internships in marketing. And that's what really kind of got me really into marketing. And when the first, the really good, the, the best internship that I had in college, because I had a few that were not so great, but the one that I had that was really great. Um, she, I remember her coming to me, my manager coming to me and saying, Stacey, we need you to figure out Facebook and, t- and Twitter for business. And at the, because at that point, Facebook and Twitter and all these social platforms, they were just becoming a thing for business. Most people, I remember when you getting on Facebook, you had to have a .edu email address. Um, and so then at that time of the internship, it really was a period where people were just starting to really figure out Facebook and Twitter and some of these other platforms for business. And so that really kind of stuck with my career in a sense that like, you know, and also during that time, um, for, for context, for anybody, for the marketers out there back then, digital marketing was a specialization. Like, you know, saying that you were a digital marketer meant that you knew websites, you knew SEO, you knew email, you knew all social, you need all of these different things in the digital space. Now we're in a space where you have people who are experts in Facebook, but experts in LinkedIn, experts in SEO, right? So everybody has their kind of specializations now. But back then you had to learn a lot about everything because digital marketing really was a new thing in a sense um, from, you know, 
pivoting off of like traditional print and, you know, commercials and all that kind of stuff. And so I had always had this kind of social media component to what I was doing in my career. And what really got me into paid social and really got me into tech was when I started uh, before, well, before I started working at Zappos, I worked at this transportation company in Las Vegas. I lived in Vegas for a while um, and just recently kind of moved back to Baltimore. But when I was in Vegas, I was working for the largest transportation provider there. And one of the things, and at that time, Uber and Lyft had just came to Las Vegas. And so, um, and if you're not familiar with Las Vegas, Las Vegas is a very heavy taxi, you know, kind of company, kind of, kind of place, right? Like, you know, it's, it's very, that, that industry runs deep there. Um, and so as the youngest person on the team, as one of the marketers, as the person who was like the designated millennial, um, they were like, we need you to figure out Curve, which is an app that we launched to really kind of compete with Uber and Lyft. And so that immersed me into the world of tech. And I started to realize, oh, I really like this world. And then I started to also do some uh, dabble in paid advertising to like kind of get the, the brand out there and to help with, you know, people, usership and, and learning about Curve and things like that. Um, and so from there, that's when I realized I want to get in tech. I was even to the point where I was going to move to San Francisco. Like I was going to San Francisco and flying out and meeting with people, networking, you know, getting going, going on tours or some of the um, places there. But then I saw this job from Zappos come across my my uh, my email or where I can't remember honestly where I found it. I was on one of the job sites, and I was like, I I applied to it. And I was like, I'm so focused on San Francisco, I'm probably not gonna you know really get this. But then I ended up getting it, ended up being able to stay in Las Vegas and really got immersed into tech. And so that is where I really got the experience from going from a, a person who knows how to do a lot of different components of marketing to really being dedicated and focused on paid social and particularly e- in the e-commerce because Zappos is an e-commerce brand. So that's really where that came from and being able to work with Amazon and you know understand how they do things and stuff like that. So it really kind of was an evolution of my career from starting as a real, like as a generalist and then as um, you know my career evolved, really kind of um, stepping into a, a specialist kind of space. Yeah, I, I I love hearing um people's journeys and and how they end up where they are and and for you I, I love how you just you know um illustrated how you were able to have this experience um in all these different aspects of marketing and now you're able to specialize in this ever changing landscape of of paid social and social in general um so can you tell us a little bit about how you are. Um, what you've learned throughout your journey working with um, meta platforms, um, you know, bidding on ad space. And I do want to um, touch upon like how you balance or manage just the the changing landscape of social media and how that might shift your strategy when working with your clients. Yeah, that's a great question. Um, one of the things I learned kind of just in marketing in general, kind of looking at my career and looking where how marketing evolves and changes and shifts and all the things is like, Marketing evolves as consumers evolve. Um, and so as your customers start to want more personalized messaging because it's so the landscape is so crowded and it's really hard to, you know, find information that's specifically tailored to you that you're looking for, um, because all of the like information is just right at our fingertips. We can find, you know, how to do anything, really. Like you can, you know, figure out how to do whatever. Um, there isn't really a whole lot of information that there isn't really a whole lot of things that you can't figure out how to do online. Um, and so because of that, consumers are now in a place where there's an information overload. There's so much going on. There's so much information out there that it's really hard to figure out what is actually going to work for me specifically. Um, consumers are really kind of, 
you know, operating in a space of where we are special snowflakes. And we want to know that the brands that we're working with understand that and know that I have specific needs. And if you, and I need to know that you can address my specific needs before I'm going to invest with you or before I'm going to be able to, you know, to, to be a part of your brand. And so that is one thing that I've learned is that regardless of how the platforms change, like, you know, as Apple rolled out its privacy updates that really kind of like, you know, changed the the advertising landscape within Facebook and Instagram and some of these other social platforms. Um, that came from consumers wanting more, wanting more um, attachment to their data and want more control over their privacy. And so as marketers, as business owners, um, as, you know, just people, you know, kind of existing within these different companies that we're in, it really comes back to understanding where your consumers are at and how can you adapt your marketing and your messaging to be able to speak to where consumers are at today. And also keeping in mind that consumers are going to evolve, that, you know, consumers evolve as, you know, the world kind of evolves and, and thinking about like COVID, for example, that is a really kind of like, you know, big example of how that really kind of shook the way everybody does business and how we operate just as consumers, right? Like everything needs to be able to be accessible online now. Um, you know, people don't want to leave their houses. People, you know, people want to be able to access all the things they want to access um, without leaving their house. But then now we're in a space where everybody wants to get outside and everybody's like, I want a connected person. I miss that human connection. And so those kinds of things impact how we market. Um, because if you're someone, if you have a brand and like, say, you know, you have a startup, for example, and you are looking to connect with people and you've traditionally done a lot of your business online and, you know, virtual workshops and virtual this and virtual that people are in a place now where we're kind of zoomed out and we're kind of, you know, um, we want to be able to connect with people in person. And, you know, like, you know, we connected at an in-person event and, and that, those kinds of things. So people are craving that. And so as consumers are craving different experiences and different things, our marketing has to evolve and shift with their needs and their desires, not necessarily with technology and how fast it moves, because technology is always going to move fast. But at the end of the day, we need to make sure that the people who are using the technology are top of mind when we're thinking about marketing. Yeah. And um, something that you alluded to is just the way that consumers like behaviors change and um, what they want to consume changes. But I, I love that you touch upon the personalization and, um, you know, in this crowded space, you really have to be intentional with how you're differentiating um, yourself amongst, you know, your competitors and so on and so forth. Um, but I, I want to dig into your, your uh, consulting um, business in particular and uh, like I mentioned to you uh, at the top of the conversation um, before we started recording, is that I see a ton of content from you being pushed out um, across uh, LinkedIn in particular. And I love that you have all of these different ways somebody can engage with you. So can you tell us about um, what it's like to not only build your agency, but what are the systems or processes that you have in place um, that you've either built or implemented to keep this train moving? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, one of the things, like systems and processes, y'all, like I always, I tell my clients all the time and I tell people who come out, who people say I'm very consistent with my marketing all the time. And that it's, it's something that people are like, oh my gosh, I want to be so much more consistent with their marketing. And my thing is like systems are what keeps me consistent. I am not a consistent person by nature. I was not born this way and there's nothing special about me that makes me super consistent, right? Like it, but what, what does help me to be consistent is creating processes and following, you know, and creating systems and, and that kind of stuff. And so some things that help me to stay really consistent with my marketing are um, things like 
having an actual strategy that I'm following for my content. And so I have a method, like my three by three by three uh, method. And so I'm like, I need to do three lead generation posts every week. I need to do three nurturing um, posts every week. And then I need to do three sales posts every week. And so those are kinds of things that help me to stay, it helps me to understand like I need to create nine posts, right? Like every week. That's that's my plan. Um, and then I know what each of those things are about. So I also have a podcast called Roadmap to One Million. And I use my podcast as really the center of my marketing system. So that way all roads point to my podcast. So like whenever I am, you know, if I if I have a new episode comes out, those, you know, three of those posts are like that nurture post, those are my podcasts. I'm going directly to my podcast and sending people there. Um, my emails, I'm growing my email list because then what I do is I send out my podcast to my email and my, you know, whenever my email go out for my podcast, I get a lot more downloads. Right. And so a lot of it is really understanding, like having the right strategy in place. And so my strategy, the anchor to my strategy is my podcast. And I take a lot of really good time to create content on my podcast that moves people closer to the sales. So that like gives answers, those questions that people need to have answered before they want to buy from me. Um, and so having something that you're anchoring your marketing to is really important because a lot of times where we're at now is that we think that we just have to keep posting social posts. And the thing with social posts is that they disappear, right? Like they have a shelf life. Podcasts, blogs, YouTube videos, all of those things have a longer shelf life. And so if you're anchoring what you're doing to a piece of, to, to something that has longevity, that helps you to understand that now all of the social posts that I create should be directed to that one piece of content. I can also take that piece of content and repurpose it into other, to other things. So I use tools like um, AI tools like Opus. Um, you can go to stacyzeal.co slash Opus to check that out. But that allows me to take longer form content and chunk that down into you know, short form videos. Um, that allows me to be able to save time and get more content out. And so I guess to kind of wrap this in a bow, one is having a anchor piece of content that you're using every week to be able to you know, grow your, to be able to nurture your audience and then taking all of the social channels and all the things that you're doing and pointing people there. Um, it's also using tools like AI. So like I use ChatGPT to help me out with uh, brainstorming. Um, I also have like, I use tools like Airtable for like content calendars. So I do have a content calendar that I follow. Um, and it's just really kind of leaning into things that I enjoy doing. Like I am not someone who enjoys writing. So that's why I have a podcast and I don't have, like I have a blog when my blog leads to my podcast, right? You know, the blog is the show notes that leads to the podcast. And so I also, you know, that's another thing with being consistent is like, if you're doing something that you don't like to do, it's going to be harder for you to be consistent. And so for me, going live is something that I enjoy doing. And it's something that doesn't, you know, give me anxiety. If going live gives you anxiety, maybe you don't want to make that the anchor to your business, right? <laughs> like maybe you mm-hmm. want to pick something that aligns more with your strengths and things that you like to do. So like that's like I mentioned, like audio is something I, you know, I love to speak. And so that's why I do speaking. I do podcasts. I do guest podcasts. I do all the things that I can do that lean into something that I really enjoy. And so one, I guess to kind of, you know, anchor this is like have an anchor for your for your marketing. So you know what you're talking about every week. You have to think about what am I going to talk about today? What am I talking about every week? Um, having, you know, using tools to help you to facilitate consistency because consistency doesn't just happen. You have to create processes. I have SOPs, which are standard operating procedures for how we do things. So for example, like how we get the podcast out, that is documented from conce- you know, con- con- conceptualizing the episode to the editing process, which is handed off to my assistant um, to even like, you know, the marketing pieces of it, like all of that stuff is outlined in an SOP. 
um, having, you know, leaning into mark to things that I really enjoy doing. But then also the thing I didn't fully mention is having help. Like I don't, I'm not the person who's scheduling my actual social media posts. I write them, I create them, and then I hand them off to my assistant. And we have a system and a process for how we do that. Um, and so that way posts get out, emails get sent, all these things get sent. So make sure that you're also, if you're in a place to have help, whether that's having a virtual assistant that you can have that helps you 20 hours a month or something like that, like having someone to help you is important, but also making sure that while, when you do bring on someone to help you, you have systems and processes in place to, to, to make sure that that person is set up for success. Because we can't just expect people to be consistent and to post stuff for us and to do things and to get stuff out if we have not coached them on how we want things to be done. So those yeah. are, I think I threw a whole lot of things out there, but I hope that, that some of those things kind of land and just like pick something that resonates with you and take action, right? Like none, none of this stuff works unless you actually take action. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I love that, you know, the, the theme for me was, uh, that was coming up is essentially like marketing operations, right? Um, it's actually when I studied, uh, I got my BBA at Florida International University and one of my favorite classes was marketing operations and marketing management and just being able to build those systems to have like a foundation for how you do things. And yes, you can tweak it over time, but that's really the way that you can help, you know, the business, whether it's your own or your clients or what have you um, grow. I, I do want to pivot. Um, I, I had a, a question in particular um, to hear your take on uh, hiring somebody um, such as yourself versus, um, you know, an outside consultant versus having somebody in-house. So for the listeners, um, I'm currently the director of marketing at Maryland Institute College of Art. We have a small but mighty team. And I talk with my colleagues all the time. Uh, you know, we have other external agencies and partners that are doing um, some of the, the marketing work, the executional work. And we have these conversations all the time, whether we should bring somebody in-house versus um, contract out, outside. So what, um, from your perspective, what are the benefits of, of outsourcing versus having somebody in-house to, you know, whether it's facilitating marketing operations, hiring for social media? Um, what, what's your perspective on that? This is a great question. And this is something I've been thinking about creating a podcast episode about. So I'm glad you asked me about it because it makes me, it kind of furthers the idea that I need to actually talk about this. Um, and so here's what, here's how your ideally, here's how your, your marketing team needs to be structured. You need to have executors on your team that are in-house. That, that's is my belief. I am, I have for m most of my career, I would say actually 90% of my career, I've worked in-house. And so like when I was working at Zappos, I was working in-house at Zappos. I was employed by Zappos. And even though we were doing like, we kind of operated like an agency because like Crocs, for example, would, you know, say like, hey, I want you to, you know, we have a new campaign coming out and we want, you know, Zappos' marketing team to help us execute this campaign. But for the most part, it's been in-house. And so in-house, you need executors. You need someone who's going to be doing the posting on Instagram, who's going to be, you know, um, working with the different kind of departments to make sure that like, hey, the sales department has what they need and the, you know, the HR department, if they need something, they have something. So I do believe that you do need executors in-house. You need someone who's actually going to be boots on the ground, posting the things and doing the stuff and making sure that this marketing gets out. Because if that, if marketing doesn't get out, the strategist does not have a job, right? Like the strategist is going to be able to look at what you're doing and be able to tell you where you can tighten up and where and things that you can improve. But I always tell people before they come to me, you need a team because what I'm not going to do is give you a strategy and it's just going to sit there. I want you to be able to actually have a team to execute. And I've actually turned people away and said, hey, go hire somebody. They hired somebody and then they came back to me and then we started to work, work, work on strategy. So I do believe that in-house you need executors. What I do believe that you can outsource is strategy. 
because strategy, like if you've ever heard the label, I heard the the saying, it's hard to see the label from inside of the jar. And so, you know, and I think about that with my marketing. I think about that. Like, so I've hired marketing coaches for myself or consultants to help me with my marketing, because it's really hard to be able to see what's going on or what's wrong if you're inside of the jar. When someone who is able to come into the organization and they're not in the day-to-day, they don't have the pressures of, you know, meeting, you know, of the, their bosses telling them like, hey, what are we doing? Like, what's going on, right? You have someone that can actually take an objective look at what you're doing and be able to bring their expertise and the expertise that they have in other clients to be able to bring that to your world so that you can start to really kind of expand beyond just what you're able to do in-house. And so that is what I believe is the best kind of structure. So like in-house, you definitely need to make sure you're hiring executors to get this stuff done. So that's your marketing assistants, your social media assistants, or your coordinators, you know, whatever the title is, it doesn't matter, but someone who is actually executing what we're doing. Um, then you're externally, you can have strategists that come in that can take a look and see what you're doing and be able to give you a roadmap and a blueprint to where you want to go. It's because sometimes it's hard to like where you're at, it's hard to see where you want to get to and how to get Right. Like, you know that you want to be able to grow your 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 usership or you want to be able to grow the admissions, you know, the amount of people who are signing up for your programs. But it's really hard to kind of try to see the middle little steps that you need to take to get there, because all you're seeing is where you're at now and the goal. Um, So Mm -hmm. a strategist can can be able to come in and really kind of give you those steps to say, like, okay, I see where you're at. I see where you want to go. And here are the steps we need to take to actually be able to do that. And so that's what I would say, you know. Make sure that you have people in-house that are actually executing the marketing and then bring in the strategist when you're at that place where you're like, I'm really trying to make these big leaps. I do know where I want to go. I want to accelerate my success, um, accelerate my growth, but I really just don't know how to get there yet or something is preventing me from getting there, whether that's you're too busy and you're so busy in the day-to-day work that it's hard to kind of take, to, you know, put your head up to breathe, right? Like, you know, and so, cause I've been there, right? Being in that space where you're, executing and trying to get these ads out. My focus is getting these ads out, right? I need to get them live. I need to get them going, right? But then it's hard to kind of be able to look up and say like, okay, what are we trying to actually do with this department? What are the kind of systems and processes we need to put in place to help me to be more consistent and be able to do my job better? And a lot, because a lot of what I do when I come into to businesses um, is really kind of look at their processes, look at their systems and really kind of help their in-house marketing team to be able to operate better. Um, and you know, whether that's training, that's mentorship, that's really kind of being a seat between the CEO and the marketing team. Um, and a lot of it is creating processes and systems to help the executors do their job better or providing training to help them to do what they're doing better. So that's really my take on that. You need both. Um, but I would definitely say your executors should be in-house and then your strategists are things that you can kind of outsource. Yeah, I, I definitely hear your your passion too with um you know being able to to experience both and you're on the other end and you can see the ins and outs and like I I love that um uh, analogy that you mentioned about the jar and just having an external viewpoint on how things could be run because you're not in the day to day. I'll definitely take these uh, tips back to my team as we continue to to think through you know what's the best um what's the best team for for us as we move forward. Um, so just to, to wrap things up, I am curious to know um, how you stay up with the latest trends in marketing um, or, you know, and or how or what has been the most helpful book or podcast that you've listened to that's helped you in your day to day? Yeah. So I listen to a lot of podcasts, to be honest. I am someone who loves like not only do I love speaking, you know, audibly, but I learn really well, like just, you know, from podcasts. 
Um, so I do love to just like listen to podcasts. I listen to marketing podcasts. I listen to business podcasts. I listen to my leisure podcasts when I need a brain break. <laughs> when I'm like, I'm listening to marketing podcasts all day and I just need to be, you know, let's talk about meditation for a minute, right? Like, you know, so I, I do take those kind of breaks. Um, but then I also, like, I follow a lot of people who are a lot smarter than me. People who know, who have had different life experiences than me, who've, um, you know, like people who've written books about marketing um, and people who've grown their businesses, you know, to certain levels with with a lot of marketing. And they can kind of give you a different perspective from, you know, being someone who studied marketing to someone who had to do marketing and, you know, kind of bringing those worlds together. Um, So a lot of podcasts. I do also read a lot of blogs. So a lot of people think that blogging is dead. Like I do read a lot of blogs. I do, you know, like Marketing Brew. I'm always following their newsletter and what they have going on at age. I'm looking at their stuff. Um, And so, and it's really kind of like also having, you know, being able to tap into partners who also have clients. So like, for example, I just did a partnership with someone who's a podcast expert and being able to understand like, you know, what her audience is just struggling with. That helps me to be able to create, you know, different content. It helps me to create, think about, you know, what struggles people are currently dealing with right now. So that really kind of keeps me tapped in. I also, I'm also someone who talks to people. Like I will, I'm not afraid to start a conversation, not afraid to really kind of, you know, jump on, you know, a coffee chat with somebody and just really kind of figure out where they're at. So that's really kind of how I stay tapped in. It's podcasts, it's reading blogs. Um, I do like when I, early in my career, I read a lot of books. Now I'm more so in audiobooks kind of thing because I like to kind of listen and do things. Um, but I remember one book that was super impactful for me as a marketer, um, and see, even as a business owner, I would think is um, was Purple Cow. Um, and Purple Cow was interesting because it really helped me to understand that if you want to be able to make an impact, you have to stand out. You have to find like if you see a, the analogy, I believe in the book, and it's been a while since I read it, so I probably need to read it again. But it's like you see a sea of cows, right? You first you're, you're driving, you see that one cow, and you're like, oh my gosh, a cow, that's so cool. But then when you start driving, you see a sea of cows, right? It doesn't become as interesting anymore. You're like, oh, okay, well, you know, there's a bunch of cows over there. But then if you see that purple cow, you're like, oh shit, that's a purple cow. Like I got to pay attention to this. I need to figure. I need to stop. I need to pull over and see what's going on with this purple cow here, right? Um, and so that really is something that I think that we can apply to our marketing is just understanding that, like, you know, we have to really kind of find ways to be different and to ways to stand out. And the way that we do that is by being ourselves. I do truly, truly believe that people who buy from me and work with me, they do it because they, yes, they believe in my expertise. Yes, they believe I can get them to where they want to go, but they also like the way that I talk about things. They like the way that I show up and the way that I am authentically myself when I talk about marketing um, and when I try to help them. And so it's not necessarily feeling, I don't want people to walk away feeling like I need to come up with, you know, the next purple cow, right? I need to write a book that's figuring out the next purple cow. But it really is like, there's so many people who are not showing up authentically as themselves. So whatever it is that you bring to the table, whether you're a marketer and you're sitting in that room and you feel like you are not able to say something because you don't, you're afraid that you're saying something wrong or that's not going to be received well, Start to speak up, right? Like be yourself, say how, say what you think, give your perspective and your, your points and your ideas. Because when you have a difference in, a, in perspective and a difference in opinion, that really kind of just helps your clients and, you know, your business get better. So it really is about being yourself and the way that you approach marketing and the way that you approach, you know, client work or things like that should be uniquely yours. And I think that's what makes you the purple cow. Yeah, I, I love a, a good Seth Godin reference. Um, I used to, or I still follow follow him um, and his team pretty 
pretty uh, consistently. And so I appreciate that that plug right there. Um, so Stacey, where can listeners find more about you and your company? Yeah. So y'all can definitely make sure that you tune into my podcast called Roadmap to One Million. It's available on all the podcasts and platforms. And if you are also someone who is looking to connect with me about whether that's training, about whether that is, you know, kind of helping your team to be more successful, definitely reach out to me either via, web, via my website or you can reach out to me on LinkedIn. Um, so my website is stacyzeal.co. Um, you can find me on LinkedIn at Stacy Reed. And yeah, I'm all over these social streets. I'm on Instagram, I'm on Facebook. I'm, you know, as you mentioned, I'm all, I'm all over the place. <laughs> but my podcast is definitely a good place to go if you really want to get that in-depth marketing knowledge. Um, and it really kind of tailored for business owners as well as marketers. Um, but if you otherwise definitely head to my site, stacyzeal.co, there's a bunch of freebies there. There's a bunch of links there. I have a quiz that you can take that if you're wondering like, what's the missing link in your marketing, you can take that quiz at stacyzeal.co slash quiz. Awesome. Thank you so much, Stacey. It's been a pleasure talking with you and hope to chat soon. Thanks so much.